This is a Capricorn FM podcast. But let's go to that uh, Saia interview that we spoke about that we generally have on the second week here on Progressive Talk. And we're having Musidi Shumang as well uh, this evening. But we're looking at how to reduce your vehicle insurance premium. And uh, Musidi Shumang from the South African Insurance Association is with us. Of course, you can engage with us as well throughout this conversation. At the end of it, we will be giving away 500 rands worth of time. in 250, 250 rands, of course, but that is at a little bit later. Masidi, good evening. Welcome. Thank you so much. Good evening, sir, and uh, good evening to the listeners. Good evening. Good evening, indeed. And um, so uh, tonight we're looking at questions that were posed by listeners uh, that, yes. that we're looking at. So let's see some of this is very interesting because these obviously would be issues that the listeners uh, for them were, were of great interest. We expect that everything is of great interest, of course, but these are the ones that came from them as opposed to me and you. Um, right. Yes. So one, one listener asked, why do companies have exclusions on different colors? <coughs> Um, the two main reasons is obviously if they don't have what would you call the appetite or the ability to carry that risk. For an example, you know, they'll exclude war or riot. No company in South Africa can afford to pay claims that comes from riots, mm. from a war situations. So it's too big for the company. Or if they are not certain how to determine a claim, they are not going to cover that thing. So if they don't have the expertise internally to cover that thing, they would rather exclude it. And if it's not the risk that they they would want to carry, mm, okay. So it, it's because insurance companies have to ensure that whatever they say they can cover, they need to pay for it and have sufficient um, reserves to pay for all the things that they said they will cover. And can the insurance company pay for a vehicle that was confiscated by authorities? Um, unfortunately, not. In a sense that insurance has to do with anything. They pay for things that are within the law, the boundaries of the law. So if a vehicle has been confiscated by authority, obviously there could have been some transgression of the law, therefore they can't uh, cover it. But most importantly, insurance cover your accidents, your sudden things. A vehicle that is not um, uh, confiscated doesn't fall within what insurance covers, which is not a loss, it's not a damage. Mm. It's just that you probably didn't pay for the fine or things like that. But the main critical thing is Anything that is transgression of the law, insurance is not able to can pay for that claim. Okay. So this listener says, I've extended my house without proper plans and municipal approval. If I claim, will the insurance pay for damages on the extensions? Yeah, it comes from exactly the thing where the bylaws of, actually in a certain town, under a municipality, there are certain bylaws or in the province, there are certain ordinances that we have to abide by. And one of the bylaws of the municipality is you cannot build uh, without proper plans being submitted to the municipality and being approved. 
So it, 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 it's like the other one of the vehicle that is confiscated. If you do not abide by the laws of the country, insurance cannot pay for that item. So that extension that you did without municipal approval mm. cannot be cannot be paid because they will be contradicting or entertaining people, encouraging them to break the law. So they have to play within the laws of the country. Mm. Yeah. So, Mr. say I I buy um, a, a motor insurance on a vehicle and decides to sell it. Mm-hmm. What happens to the insurance? Will they insist that uh, I maintain the insurance policy for the full month? Okay. Um. I'm going to explain this. That's why we call asset insurance short-term insurance. Mm. The assumption is it goes, it protects an asset. Now, if you don't have that asset, the insurance will not be there. So they will cancel the insurance as of the day that you um, dispose of the vehicle. So if ownership was taken by today, you notify them, they will then cancel insurance. They will not... Um, ask you to pay for it for the month because you no longer have the assets. The same applies when your item is stolen or a vehicle is stolen. Um, you paid from the date until the date it was stolen. After that, you don't have possession, so you can't insure an item that you do not have possession of. I just need to explain that most of the insurance policies are paid in advance. So when you do sell uh, your car, you need to then write to the insurance because you would have paid for the full monthly premium. So you would need to write back to them and give them proof that I've sold this car as of this date, therefore refund me for the premiums that I did not have um, the insurance or I couldn't cover any asset. So you have to notify them when you sell the vehicle, then they will be able to refund you. So this listener says, I was bumped by someone two years ago. The insurance company has not recovered the access. What steps can be taken to assist in such a situation? When it comes to recoveries, they are not very easy. It's actually a challenge within the insurance industry because I think only 37% of vehicles that are on the South African roads are insured. So you find um, insurance you are bumped by somebody who does not have insurance. So normally the easy case is when the other person has got insurance, they will approach his insurance to pay him back. But for somebody who doesn't have insurance or does not have the means, that's the first thing. So there's no point of pursuing somebody where they are unable to recover. Number two, where they can't find um, that person. So it it goes back to when you are involved in an accident, the way you can assist is if somebody has bumped you, make sure you take their full details. The mm. vehicle details, the license of the driver, their ID numbers, mm-hmm. and the, you must ask them you know, where they stay. Normally, those things, um, they will also put on the police report. So... What the listener can do in this instance is if you do have the details of the person, uh, please do provide to the insurer. But I need to say that it's not all cases where you are bummed that the insurer is successful in recovery. Mm. The second point is that 
there is case law where it does not mean that the person who bumped you is 100% responsible. Mm. You may have played a part. I think I've, I've given uh, some examples before to say where, cases where a person is seen to be 100% is when your vehicle is stationary mm. or when they bump you, like they rear-end you, they bump you at the back. Mm. Of course, you can't do much, you don't see them. Yeah. But these cases where you change lanes and you, the person bumped you without looking, um, there's lots of case law. Cases have gone to court and the court ruled that maybe the other person was uh, a certain percentage negligent too, he should have moved away. So they apply something they call um, apportionment, mm. where even if the insurer does recover the money, they will not be able to recover 100% of that money. They could recover 60% or maybe sometimes the, the case could be 50-50. They say you both are, are responsible. So the listener needs to keep in mind that recoveries are a bit tricky in South Africa because not all vehicles are insured. And number two, there is an issue of apportionment of uh, blame on accidents. And so uh, this listener wants to know that uh, he's saying the value of his vehicle is decreasing, but his premiums are increasing. What do insurance companies consider when calculating premiums? Okay. When we calculate uh, premium, it's based on various factors. And it goes back to, you know, how to reduce your, 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 your premium. The key thing is um, the inflation, of course, they, they increase because of that. But the most important thing is not most vehicles in, that are involved in, a vehicle, in an accident are write-offs. A lot of them have to be repaired. Now, the repair costs contribute a lot in the cost of claims in, in South Africa. So you'd find that the parts of the vehicle are very expensive. And because they are going to insure, they're insuring for the parts they are going to buy in the event you have an accident, they have to take into consideration the increased cost of parts. Not the, the the value of the vehicle, they do calculate it. Yeah. But the most important thing is they have to consider if this vehicle is in an accident, we have to fix it. And how much will it cost us? If the parts increase by a certain percentage, we then have to adjust our cost by that percentage to cover uh, for the risk of repairing that vehicle. And then there, there are a lot of things that they would take into account. Um, the issue of the driver, but those um, they take into account when you take a policy. You know, the driver, how long have you had your license? But most importantly, your claim history. So if you've been claiming every month or claiming every second month, that person... Um, is considered high risk, so his increase is going to be a little bit higher than any other person. But generally, yes, the value of the vehicle is decreasing, but because we're not looking at only replacing the vehicle, but looking at repairing it, we have to take into consideration other factors such as parts. Okay. All right. So he wants to know why was his why was he charged additional access? which amounted to a very high value that he could not afford. 
Okay, additional excesses on motor, on almost most of the motor vehicle policies are there. So we've got what we call a basic access, which applies to almost everybody. And then we've got um, the voluntary access that you as the the policyholder can choose to take because you want to reduce the premium. Because uh, remember, the access is the when you as the owner take responsibility that I will pay for claims that are below this part. So you can trade it off with, <coughs> sorry, the, the premium. Mm-hmm. Then there are what we call um, risk mitigating excesses. These are the additional excesses. And mm-hmm. those are cumulative. Things like if you get an accident when you your license is a C1 license, I think I spoke about it some time ago, uh, because we know that people will drive a code eight, but they've got a code ten vehicle, and they didn't do, you know, K fifty three. Or if you drive a vehicle, if you are under twenty five, they would put an additional access. Um, these are what we call risk mitigating, because the assumption is the person who, like, if you have a license less than two years, a person who's got a, a lesser experience is prone to accident unlike a person who's got more experience. Mm. So we to be able to make sure that um, they have, they cover themselves, they yeah. will put in an additional access for that risk. So most of the additional accesses will appear on the policy and they're there for mitigation. The challenge with them is they add up. So let's say you've got uh, a license of C, uh, C10 or Code 10, you are under 25, your license is one year, and you are driving at 12 o'clock, and all those are additional excesses of 2,000. They can add up to 8,000 plus a basic excess maybe of 4,000, so you're looking at 12,000. What we encourage policyholders is to read their policy. If you think that you do not have that amount of money, shop around for another insurer. Okay. You know, try and get it somewhere where it can be much better. All right. So we continue answering questions that our listeners has raised. But uh, if you've got another question that as we talk here is coming up, something that you're thinking of, you want to engage with us on, call us on 87 That is 87 The WhatsApp number is 082-654-2446. Let's hear your views and comments and questions that you may have on, uh, on what we're having now. Because as we speak about these issues, you may be thinking of something that, hey, but yeah, there's that as well. So engage with us on those that may be rising as we speak. So one other question, uh, Ms. Sidi. Can one cover a house built on tribal land? Yes, some of the insurers do cover it. Um, So the listener has to check with the insurance company, but most of them do cover it. Okay, that's a, that's a very interesting one there because there's always d- different, um, or oh, there have been different views around that. Okay, and, and can one insure a house registered under his mother's name? Name. Um, just to, I'd like to go back to that one of the tribal names. Yeah? Um, the, the issue is, was the house built 
properly. The workmanship was built correctly. I mean, half of our people are staying in tribal lands and they've got very good big houses that can be covered. As long as there's an asset, when there is a claim, you can show them that here's a house that bent down and it was built properly. It can be covered. Um, my advice to, or what I would recommend to the listeners is when you speak to the insurance company, tell them this house is not its own tribal land. You know, they will cover it. Mm. Um, coming to the issue of can I insure my, the house registered under my mother? Yes. Yeah. Let's go to, you can insure anything that you have insurable interest on. So insurable interest, you prove it by saying, if the house of my mother has to bend down, will I, as Musi, have to contribute to that house because my, my mother is financially dependent on me or I'm staying in this house? Yeah. Then I can insure it. Okay. However, if yeah. my mother is working and she's not financially dependent on me, and if her house has to bend down, she's got all the means to rebuild her house, I can't insure it because I'm not going to suffer financially if that house bends down. So whatever the the item, before you insure it, ask yourself, should that item be stolen or damaged, am I going to suffer financially? So you want to prove that um, insurable interest first. And if you can prove that to any insurance company to say, look, my mother, I have to look after her. She's not working. Mm. It's her house, but if it bends down, I will have to take money and pay for it. Then I can insure the, the house. Okay. Okay, we've got a question yeah. here from Silo. Silo, good evening. Silo? Um, Gamla, thanks. Hi. Look, yes, Gamla. Yes, um, thanks. Uh, Gamla, look, I, I just want to add something. Mm. Um, you know, um, when people get to accident, eh, Gamla? Mm. Yes. I'm just giving them advice that they must not lie to their insurances. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. What what caused the, uh, the the accident and so forth? Because they they, they cry foul after their claim has been cancelled and so forth. And I'm warning them. I'm advising them now, as as, as we speak currently in Gamala, um, insurance big insurance company or let's say let, let me just say insurance company. They have their investigators. When they think that's the law is trying to milk them yeah he, he was in the wrong and then he's dilly-dallying and he's lying they're gonna bring someone they're gonna do investigation extra investigation Kamala, by the way mm. and then if they found out i i i lied to them and then i wasted their time and so forth yeah. they're going to reject my claim okay and then and then people and then i i uh, because i'm working in that kind of environment yeah you'll see some young guy well he was drunk and so forth and then he lied mm. and then i just look at him as like shame but I, I'm, I'm i'm just i'm saying guys do not lie to insurance just talk to the guys who are going to help you just tell them sometimes they can listen to you but okay. if you lie truly your claim is going to be rejected and going to cry all right thank you Silo. do you want to add on that uh um, I think Silo is spot on. There's a thing on the policy called misrepresentation. It's a condition of the policy. So if you misrepresent deliberately, and I need to point this, if you deliberately misrepresent, 
the information. The insurer has got the right to reject your claim or even cancel your policy. And that will make life very difficult for you. What I've seen over my the years when I was dealing with claims is people lie about things that are even irrelevant to the claim. You know, you are going to see your friend, but you then say, no, I actually was going to my mother and I went this way. That thing is irrelevant. But the minute you start building a case of misrepresentation, leading them to a wrong direction, you are causing yourself uh, more harm. They might exclude if it's irrelevant, but you might find that, you know, because you lie so much about the thing, it jeopardizes your claim. Rather tell the truth. It boils down to did a loss happen where you negligent, you were not gross negligent. Mm. Is the policy condition applicable? If there's no condition that excludes it, they will ensure it. That is why our whole uh, education is firstly read your policy document and know your condition. Then okay. you, you are right. So misrepresentation is very dangerous and it makes people to lose a lot of um, claims and money. Okay. On our WhatsApp, we've got a question that says, Hi, I reversed debit order for insurance after selling my car. Now I am blacklisted. I can't apply for insurance. And they're saying I can only apply after 12 months. What do you say to that? I think the, the, the listener needs to go back to, I, I don't know if he says he's blacklisted. What does it mean? Uh, because if he reversed the debit order, um, he needs to go back to the insurance and say, I just reversed the debit order because I, I, I couldn't pay for it. The problem is normally you have to give the insurance a, a month notice. But from what I'm hearing, he has sold the vehicle. So there was no vehicle to, to ensure I therefore reverse the debit order. I think he mm. can go back to them or even speak to the ombudsman in that case. Okay. Yeah, and but I, I don't encourage people to reverse their debit orders. Rather get a refund from the insurance company. Okay. Does this says on WhatsApp again, does COVID nineteen regulations and curfew set by the government get looked at during claims? Um you know, it Ngamla, it, it goes back. Insurance doesn't do anything that the law does not allow. Um, you might be lucky that the investigator overlooked it, but no insurance company will pay for something that is illegal. Or if there is a law, they will go contrary to it because they will be encouraging people to do things that are wrong. You know, it, it's like if you open your um, liquor shop where the government says close it and then you get robbed, the insurance will say, but you should have been closed. You know, so anything that because you are putting them, you want them to break the law too, and they cannot do that. So I would encourage people to say, stick to the law, insurance will pay. All right. And uh, we've got Pitsy on the line. Let's 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 hear what Pitsy wants to ask us. Pitsy, good evening. Good evening. There's one question I have for Musi is mm. that what is the attitude of the insurance companies when it comes to multilateral motor vehicle accidents where it's not able to establish as to who caused the accident 
because the attitude or the approach of the court in the past has been to apply what they call contributory negligence, as against what she was saying of apportionment of of costs. Mm. And they also introduced another concept called the last opportunity rule, that if you see another person that is about to bump you, you on the other side, you have the last option to avoid the accident if you do that. But now, what happens with multilateral multilateral accidents whereby it's not clear as to who was at fault, like you are driving on a lazy highway and one person hit the brakes, you find that 14 cars are all involved. Mm-hmm. Now, how does the insurance handle a situation like that? Because okay. I don't think that the concept of apportionment of costs or contributor negligence in you know, any case apply in that regard. It's all right. Unclear, okay, Thank you very much. Musidi, uh, let's take two more questions. Uh, there's one on a WhatsApp voice note. Let's note what Pizzi was saying. Let's note this one as well. Okay. Hi, Ngamla. How are you? Letabo here. I had a problem whereby I bought a car on my name and I bought uh, an insurance on my name. But that car, I was not buying it for me. I bought it for my wife. Then my wife had an accident with the car and she called the insurance immediately when the accident happened. But uh, later they said to her, take some pictures for the car. Then they said the, the, the damage on the car, it's far less than the access. Now the insurance cannot cover it. The third party who bumped her need to cover to need to pay for it then i bought the car for myself and buy the insurance for myself then when they asked me that have you ever had a claim uh, a loss i said no because i never had an accident i never made it a claim on my name then when i had an accident with my car they said no you have made a claim on your name. There was a claim on your name whereby uh, the insurance they didn't pay, but you have made a claim. And my dead car that I had an accident with it was not paid because uh, they said I never mentioned that I had an accident before. But the accident that was that they mentioned was I was not the driver, and even the car was not mine. I bought it for someone, which is my wife. And uh, I want to know how come that happens. And when I said to the insurance, we can prove that it was not me. We can go and check the cameras. We can even call the the, the wife and ask her what happened. Or give me the tape of the person who make a claim. They said we don't have them, but my car was not paid. I'm still paying it now, but I don't have it now. Okay. As Musidi answers this question in in the next, uh, I see we've caught uh, two or three more, uh, but in the next two, three minutes, uh, we can also take your calls and give away the airtime that we're giving away as you answer. So call us on 0872889697 and we're giving away 250 rands worth of airtime to two listeners. But uh, this question Musidi. First one was Pitis. Okay. On, on, on Pitis one is... Um Obviously, insurers differ. You know, I, I can't say they they apply the same rule across the board. So the issue of what is their attitude, uh, one insurer can 
decides this and the other insurer can decide that. However, in things like where the accident is unclear, any most of them, is, if they cannot be able to fight a case in court, mm. they would rather settle and move on. But where they have a case and can prove who caused the accident, they are in a position to can to can recover. You know, it's a question of what's the point of fighting something that you know you, you're going to lose, or when you look at the merits of of the accident, um, there is a, a portion where your client is has contributed. It's not clear. It's not worth taking up because it means getting lawyers and fighting it. But that is. Uh, insurer dependent. I can't say they all apply the same thing because they operate um, differently. Okay. Yeah. Regarding if you are litabon, uh, when when they ask you, have you had any loss? Uh, people confuse it with a claim or a loss. A loss is have you had any accidents that are reported to your insurer or those that are not reported. So you need to say including those that are not reported. You need to highlight them. In the case where Litabo says he bought the vehicle, he took the insurance. So he is the policy holder of that insurance. The wife was the regular driver. In that case, that policy, yeah, yeah, Litabo. And then in the case of a husband and wife, your, because your things are interchangeable, in most cases, insurance takes you as one. So in his case, he might have misunderstood the question of, have we had any loss? And he thought uh, losses that were honored by the insurance. Okay. Whereas in this case, he had a loss. But he can make an appeal to the ombudsman in this case to say, I probably misunderstood your question. I'm not an insurance expert. So we still have a few more. I think let's reserve them for, for, for the next time when we have a conversation. Let's give away a time and see where we call out very quickly there. Good evening. Good evening, how are you? Very good. Yourself? Hello, someone. Okay, you calling us for the airtime? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Musidi has a question for you. Okay. I'd like to ask him a question. I think we debated it here. Um, issue of... Uh, misrepresentation. Can you give us an example of when when insurer says you've misrepresented the fact? Can you clarify your question for me, please? Sure, saying, uh, can you give us an example of where an insurer says you have misrepresented the facts? Okay, let's say uh, you were driving to, to, to see a friend and then you uh, had an accident. And then when they called you, you're saying, no, uh, I was going to see my man, even though you know you are going to a part or somewhere, uh, somewhere, wherever you're not going to. So, like, you gave them the wrong fact, even though you know you're going to a party or whatsoever. Yeah. Anything that is material, I, I would give away the listener, I would give the effort, okay. because it's basically <laughs> not telling the truth and anything that is material to the claim. Where you don't tell them the truth. Yes. Okay, sorry. Uh, Kunji, what is your name again? Uh, Kulane from Terabo. Okay, 
uh, you'll get your airtime. So our producer will take your details and you will then get your airtime. Thank you very much. Thay. All right, Mercedes, um, of course, that concludes our evening as well. Thank you very much for engaging with us. We're going to reserve some of these questions that we've got there. And uh, the next time we, we, we speak, we'll start there. Thank you very much for talking to us. Wonderful evening to you. Thank you very much, Ngamla, and thanks to the listeners for their engagement. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. That is Mercedes. So that's our Saia second week always interview that we always have. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.